All right, hi everybody, and welcome back to the Draft and Develop podcast. My name is Stuart Connor, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan Croft again. And we are bringing you the second second episode. And today we got a fun little episode. Today, just going to do a quick quiz podcast. And yeah, it should be a good episode today. Yeah, so we got some uh, sports trivia. We have a we got like a one of like one of my best friends to do our questions. So Jacob, you want to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Jacob, and I'm friends with Stuart and Ryan, and I'm the quiz master. Yeah, exactly. So, what we're going to do, so Jacob made 10 questions for myself and Ryan, neither of us have seen the questions, um, and then after that round is over, Ryan and myself each made five questions for each other as well to do after Jacob's questions. So, without further ado, we can get started, and oh yeah, each question has a 30 second time limit, which Jacob will be timing. Yep. All right. All right, Ryan, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter. I can start if you want. All right, sure. go ahead, Jacob. All right, Ryan, I've got a pretty easy one here for you, so let's see if you get it. Brett Favre is the all-time leader in passing yards by a Packer. Who has the most receiving yards in a Packer uniform? Donald Driver. Yep, that's right. All right. <laughs> All right, right. Stuart, you're up. Lamar Jackson just won NFL MVP, but did not win the Super Bowl. Who is the last player to win regular season MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same season? Oh, my God. Hold on. That goes back to the early 90s as well. Oh, I don't know. We've had this debate multiple times, too. Is it Peyton Manning? No, that's incorrect. The correct answer was... Kurt Warner. I know we've had that debate before, and I knew what year it was, but I couldn't remember what quarterback. Okay, uh, Ryan's up one nothing. All right, so this is how this is going to get. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ryan, next question for you. The Super Bowl next season will be held in Tampa Bay. Who is the only team to neither host nor play in a Super Bowl? The only team to not play or host a Super Bowl. Okay. See if I can go through it in my head quickly. Um, Ten seconds. Tennessee. No, that's incorrect. The correct answer. The correct answer. The Cleveland Browns. Oh wow! I, I was going to say yeah. okay. I, I was, was going to, say to, I was going to well. the teams in my head quick, and yeah. I, uh, yeah. I was going to say Tennessee as well, but then I remember they lost to the Rams. I, I yeah. after I said my answer, that was the first thing I thought of the Rams, yeah. like the Rams Titans two like nineteen ninety nine Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. All right, Stuart. Your next yeah. question. Wayne Gretzky has the most points all time in terms of forwards. Who has the most points by a defenseman all time? Oh, man, I want to say Nicholas Lidstrom. No, that's incorrect. The correct correct answer, Ray Bork. This is not going well for me already. All right, right, Ryan, your turn. All right, Ryan, your question is, the Toronto Raptors have existed for over 25 years. What team did they beat in their first ever game, and where did they play this game? Oh. oh man, okay. I know they played at the Sky Dome, aka That's the Water Center. Who they play? It must have been someone close in division rival. Five seconds. Brooklyn. Brooklyn is correct. Yes. I was gonna say yeah, I was gonna say the Nets. Like back then they were the New Jersey Nets, but I'll give yeah, you Yeah, right, that's fine, yeah. All right, Ryan's up two nothing. <laughs> All right, Stuart, here's your question. Yeah. Lionel Messi has six Ballon d'Or, which are which is the most all time. Okay. Who is the only Scottish player to ever win the award? Kenny Dalgleish. No, that's incorrect. Yeah. Really? The correct answer, Dennis Law in 
Okay. <laughs> okay. You gotta know your side of heritage, buddy. Apparently, yeah. That yeah, that one I literally I okay. I picked that one for you just because I know you're Scottish. <laughs> yeah. Followed it or not. Yeah, I would not have gotten that one. That you know what? That's still a good question though, but that's a question for Alan. I don't even I'm gonna ask my dad that after. I'm gonna see if he can get it. But anyways, all right, keep going. All right, Ryan, here's your next question. The NCAA mainly exists only in the USA. What is the name of the only Canadian university who is affiliated with the NCAA? Simon Fraser. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Ryan's up three nothing. Yeah. What's the question? Is this for for me? Uh, yeah, it would be question four for you, Stuart. Okay. Jeez, I gotta pull this back. All right. Bill Belichick is the current leader in wins by a coach in the NFL. Who has the most wins all time by a head coach in the NFL? I know this one. I want to say, okay. Is it? Oh. Oh, I have his face. Hold, okay, hold on. I don't know if Ten I'm going to say Vince Lombardi, but I don't think that's correct. And I think I know who it is, but I can't remember his name. I'm jumping in if he doesn't get this. Oh, who are you going to go with, Stuart? I'm going to go with Vince Lombardi, but I can't. I know. I think I know who it is, but it's not. Whatever. Yeah. No, that's incorrect. Yeah. Is it? Um, what's his name? Mike Shula. Yeah. Don Shula. That's Don Shula. I had him in my head, and I couldn't remember his name. That's so frustrating. Okay. All right, Ryan, your next question. All right. Chase Claypool was the highest drafted Canadian in this year's NFL draft. Who is the highest drafted Canadian player of all time? And what team was it in the exact spot he was drafted in? Oh, my God. Okay, that's a tough one. Highest drafted Canadian ever. Oh. I apologize, to all my fellow, I apologize to all my fellow Canadians. Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. Dan. That, okay, I actually know this one. Oh, that's so fun. I don't know where he got drafted or what pick, but I know who it is. Five seconds. Three. Honestly, I have no idea. Three. I have no idea. Is it okay, Hold on. Maybe I don't know who it is, but is it Jesse Palmer? No, that's incorrect. Oh, okay. Damn, I was confident that one. Okay. The oh, answer, yeah. Tony Mandarich. Second overall. By your Green Bay Packers, Ryan. <laughs> oh, he's Canadian. Yep, he was born in Canada. Oh, he was. He, you know, I know where he was born. He was born in Oakville, was he not? Yes, he was born in Oakville. Jesus, this is already not going well for me. Okay, I actually just watched a video on this guy the other day. He uh, oh, really? he got drafted in the nine early nineties, correct? Um, around when Troy Aikman got drafted, that was it was, the, it was the same draft as Troy Aikman, Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, and someone else. He was sandwiched in between four Hall of Famers, and the Packers picked him. Yep, second overall. And he was out of the league in three years. I, I literally just finished watching a video on him like two nights ago. Damn, that's unfortunate. All right. All right. So <laughs> I wonder if I'm gonna get any of these right. Okay. Stuart, here's your next yeah. question. Okay. In the spirit of the Last Dance documentary, which has been posted on Netflix and aired on ESPN, okay, who were the teams that Chicago beat to achieve their second three-peat? Their second three-peat? Yes. So wait, the te- like the teams they beat in the finals? Yeah, the teams they beat in the finals. Okay, I think it was Phoenix... Phoenix, Portland, oh my god, three, two, one. Yeah, I can't think of a third team. I don't even know if I got those two right. I think I got Phoenix right, but I don't know if I got Portland right. I'm sorry, Stuart. That was all incorrect. Yeah, I'm not having a good good day right now. (laughs) Was Utah one of them? Utah yeah, was, was one of them. Yeah. Back to back, they faced them, and Seattle was the other team. You know what's funny? Okay, I was gonna say Seattle, and I yeah, I panicked. Whatever. Okay. 
All right, I've got one more question for both of you guys. So, Ryan, here's your question. The Toronto Blue Jays have won two World Series titles in their history. What year did the Toronto Blue Jays have their first season in Major League Baseball? 1977. That is correct. Hello. There we go. Nice job, Ryan. Okay, so Ryan, okay, I already lost, but so Ryan's Ryan's up for nothing. Do you want your last question, Stuart? Might as well. Might as well. All right. It's an it's a baseball one. Let's hope you can get it. Oh god. Three players have won the Cy Young Award for best pitcher as players for the Blue Jays. Who is the most recent Blue Jay to win the American League Cy Young Award? Okay, I think question. I know Were they a Blue Jay? Like, did they have to be a Blue Jay like when they won it? Yes. Okay. Is it Roy Halladay? That is correct. Yeah, I'm on the board. <laughs> there we go. You're on the board, Stuart. All right, so I lost 4-1. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, like Ryan and I, we have five questions for each other as well. So, okay, I'll go first with Ryan. Um, oh, where did my fifth question go? Oh, actually, I remember my fifth question. Okay. So, Ryan, this question. Uh, okay. So, who was the NFL leader in touchdown passes in 2014? Andrew Luck. Right. Correct. Where's my fucking. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Where did I hear that? I literally heard that the other day. Okay, I wasn't. It was, so it was on overdrive, and I wasn't sure because okay, it was between like th- like two quarterbacks that they were debating. It was they either it was either Peyton Manning for them or it was uh, I think Hayes said Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think I was gonna go with Rogers when I was watching that. I was. I went with Peyton Manning when I was watching that because I think I thought that was the year they played the Seahawks when their offense was absolutely unreal. But... No, it was the year before. That was the year before. Oh, was it 2013? Yeah, it was 13. Oh, okay. Can't believe he's already out of the league, Andrew Luck. Yeah, I know it's sad. That's what happens when you can't protect him. That's also true. Mm. All right. So the first Super Bowl was played January 15th, 1967. Who played in that game? In the first Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, the Packers and the Chiefs. That is correct. All right. My next question. I think this one's kind of easier as well. So in 2015-16, the Golden State Warriors set the NBA record for wins in a season, going 73-9. and They won 28 straight games during that season. Who was the first team to beat them? The first team to beat them that season or after yeah. like, after the streak? No, that like who like who broke the streak? Oh god. Okay, Am I I'm supposed tired. to know this? We watched this game together. Oh. I want to say San Antonio, but I don't think that's right. Okay, 15 seconds. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Cavs. Yeah, incorrect. It was the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I honestly can't remember who they played. Yeah. Damn. All right. I got one. I actually think this is gonna be a good one. You might know this okay. one as an Eagle okay. fan. Michael Vick started one playoff game for the Eagles. Who was it against? Oh, shoot. I think I do. I think I know this. Oh, I want to say Atlanta, but I don't think it was Atlanta. I'm trying to. Oh, wait, was it the Giants? Okay, Giants final answer. That is incorrect. Okay, who was it? It was the 2011 wildcard game against the Packers. 
when the Packers oh, went on their Super Bowl you know, run. You know, yeah, okay, that's a dick, a dick question. But <laughs> I, I watched Michael Vick's football life a couple days ago as well. That's why I was trying to remember back to it because I think they talked about that. All right. Um, okay, so this is a Maple Leafs question. I'll be If you get this, I'll be impressed. So in 2009, the Toronto Maple Leafs traded with Boston for Phil Kessel. This deal involved the Leafs' 2010 first-round pick and 2011 first-round pick. Which two player? Which players did the Bruins take with each of those picks? I know they took Tyler Sagan with one of them. Yeah, so that's one. Oh, who did they take with the other one? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say, I know Tyler Sagan. I think they took him in 20. Uh, the other one was Dougie Hamilton. Oh, I didn't realize that was the least pick. I didn't realize that was the least pick. Yeah. Damn. He's been pretty good in the league. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Better than most Leafs defensemen, anyway. All right. <laughs> All right. I will come back at you with another Leafs question. Okay. 2013 is a tough year in Toronto for a lot of Leaf fans. Who scored the game-winning goal in overtime in Game 7 of that postseason series? Oh, Oh, I want to say Patrice Bergeron. I don't know if that's correct, though. Um... Final answer? No. How much time? Do I have like 15 seconds? Uh, actually, yeah, whatever. Let's go Pitcher's Bergeron. That is correct. Oh, shit. Okay. He scored the game tying goal and the game winning goal in overtime. Yeah, I also remember he killed us in the face off dot as well. All right, so this is a Blue Jays question. So in the 2015 Blue Jays playoff run, which I believe also had the Bautista bat flip. Which Blue Jays pitcher led the team in wins, in total wins? That postseason? Just, no, like during the season in total. Oh, 2015. Mm. Mark Burley. Correct. Yeah, it was Mark Burley. He had the most total wins. That was his yes. last year in the majors. Yep. I was trying to think. It was, I had a. I was trying to think about who the rotation was. I knew it couldn't have been Price because Price got here in July. Yeah, I think Price had like seven or something like that. When Stroman I was, was hurt all year. They were managing Sanchez's innings, and then I came down to R.A. Dickey and Mark Burley. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, in 2018, Patrick Mahomes became the third quarterback in NFL history to throw 50-plus touchdowns in a season. What is the single-season touchdown record in NFL history? Single-season touchdown record in NFL history? I actually think it's, oh my God, I think it's in like the mid-60s, but I might, that might be too high. Okay, I'm going to say 58. That is close, but incorrect. Oh, what was it? It is 55 set by Peyton Manning in 2013. You know, it's funny. Okay, so I was going to say it was Peyton Manning, but I just, yeah, I did not know what the number was. But all right, that's unfortunate. All right. And, okay, so who won the NFL League MVP in 2012? MVP in 2012. Oh, okay. Adrian Peterson. Correct. That's when he fell, I think, 21 yards short of the all-time record? Yeah, he rushed for over 2,000 yards that year, and he was the league's rushing leader. Yeah. All right. So my last question is, it's a college football question. Okay. The last year, the BCS National 
championship game was played in what year? And who played in that game? Uh, it was played in 2014, and Florida State played Auburn. That is correct. Hey. All right, well, I was so successful with my other questions. Jacob's question stumped me. <laughs> All right, well, Jacob, thanks for coming on. It was a blast. No problem, um, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, you know what? I mean, like, we're only 20 minutes in. We can just, like, you know, just, like, shoot the shit if we want, to be honest. All right, Jacob, so uh, how do you think your uh, your Texans did in the draft and whatnot? That's a Texans fan. I thought they did all right. Um, yeah. I know they needed a defensive tackle because they lost theirs in free agency. I know they needed help just all over on defense because Kansas City destroyed them after the first quarter. So I know they <laughs> yeah. needed help there. I know they need re- needed receiver help and they drafted a wide receiver. So I think overall in terms of position, I think they did a good job addressing what they needed. It's just, unfortunately, they only had five draft picks. So kind of just, they didn't have a lot to go off of. Yeah, that's what like like Ryan and I had trouble with like evaluating the teams who didn't have many draft picks. Like when we were going over it last episode, um, like there's like like them, the Steelers, and the Saints were kind of hard to evaluate. But um, yeah, so I, I know like we like we texted about this. So like Ryan and I briefly touched on how long we think uh, Bill O'Brien has in Houston, and you. So you, like, do you want to tell uh, you tell our viewers like what you texted me and how long you think uh, he's going to be there and how long his leash is. So, yeah, I, I said to Stuart, I think it's going to be about two to three years, I think he has, because I think after next year, you know, no matter what happens, I think he'll stay on. I think if they go really bad the second year, like two wins, three wins, I think they got to can him out of there as both GM and head coach because they've given him so much power right now. And just that to me is the range, two to three years. And if it's yeah. more than that, then – you know, I, I'd be shocked. Like, if they win a Super Bowl in between the two to three years, then obviously it'll be more than that. But if they don't even make it to an AFC championship game in that time, I'll be shocked if he's there in that time frame. If they won a Super Bowl in that time frame, that would be the ultimate middle finger to everybody from Bill O'Brien, to be honest. That's, yeah, such, a, that's such a tough everybody, thing, though. What's that? It, it's, it's tough, though, because uh, he has these expectations because he's wheeling and dealing and has all that power. But you're in between two juggernauts in that AFC conference now. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the Ravens are the Chiefs. Kansas City, Baltimore. Yeah, like the Chiefs are the defending champs. And then I think Balt- Baltimore won 14 games last year, and I think they just got better this offseason. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think the whole thing, you know, Tennessee, they still have Derrick Henry. I, I think the division itself is going to be pretty difficult for the Texans to win again. Well, that's what I was going to say, actually. I think that, uh, like, I think every single team in that division actually like, got better over the offseason. I think the Jags will probably still not be very good, but I definitely think that the uh, the Titans and the Colts will actually be, like, much better next year. But It's all going to depend on how well Phillip Rivers is and if he, you know, doesn't age anymore and, you know, he can be his former self. Yeah. Well, he's going from one of the worst offensive lines in L.A. to now playing behind a really elite offensive line in Indianapolis. So I'm curious to see how he plays this year. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Sorry, Jacob, what were you saying? I was saying it's going to be interesting to see just, you know, how he adjusts with the weapons he has too. you know, T.Y. Hilton, uh, Pittman, I think the Colts drafted. So it'll be interesting to see how they do with those guys. Yeah, Pittman and uh, T.Y. Hilton. Oh, that's not too bad. I think um, this is the year, though, for the Texans if they want to make any noise because I think the Jags are probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and they're probably going to take Lawrence or Fields next offseason. So if they want to win that division and try to win a Super Bowl, this would be the year. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, Bill O'Brien is going for it. I mean, they traded two firsts. They've traded seconds. They've traded thirds. They've Trade a ton of draft picks for veteran guys. Like to me, they're going for it or they're trying to anyway. Well, I mean, like good news. Like teams usually don't repeat as Super Bowl champions, right? Like I don't, I don't even know. I couldn't tell you the last time a team repeated as a Super Bowl champ. Like I can tell you, like how or like last time, like like the Patriots obviously like went back to back like a couple or like they went to like 
multiple Super Bowls in a row, but I don't believe they ever repeated. No, they won 16 and 18, did they not? Yeah. No, I thought, no, 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 they went 17 and 18. I know, but I know, but they won in 16 against Atlanta. Oh, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I know they've gone like like four of the past five years or something like that, but I don't think they've won back to back. Yeah, because like I'm, a, I'm a believer in like all that like NFL voodoo, like how like who, like whoever wins the MVP isn't gonna win the Super Bowl or like the white jerseys thing. Actually, the Eagles broke that curse, but or like teams don't usually win back to back Super Bowls. Like a lot of these like weird like superstitious things like actually like kind of don't happen or sorry happen. Um, well, the only thing I'll say is you gotta like most teams win when quarterbacks are on their rookie deals. And the last team to almost go back to back with a quarterback on his rookie deal was the Seahawks. Yeah. And the only reason they didn't go back to back is because of the Russell Wilson INT on the goal line with Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. So yeah. I'm interested to see if Mahomes can break that because he's good enough to break that little trend of no back to back champions. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he does, I think he like goes down as one. Like, I understand it's only like two rings if he does that, but I think he goes down as like one of the greats if he goes back to back. Yeah, if he wins another Super Bowl, I I hate to say it, but like he's already getting up there all time great if he goes back to back, because everybody wants to knock like knock off his first year starting because he didn't go to the Super Bowl, but like I still consider that a pretty much pseudo Super Bowl appearance. Because they're in the Super Bowl that year, if Buddy doesn't line off like line up offsides in the AFC Championship game, they oh, win the game. Frank Clark, yeah. or not Frank Clark, D Ford. Yeah, they win that game. Yeah. Um. So okay, we're like contrary to popular belief, we're not just a football podcast, even though we've only really talked about football. But I was gonna like I was gonna just like kind of like free ball like ask you guys about, like, maybe, like, we talk about basketball or hockey. Like, we'll talk, we'll talk about hockey, especially with Jacob on. So, let's ask you, Jacob, like, who was your uh, favorite from the Stanley Cup before uh, the coronavirus happened? I had Tampa Bay. I thought... Really? Yeah, I really thought Tampa. Oh, okay. Just because I know last year they had one of the greatest seasons ever and got swept. They'd see this playoff as, like, a revenge tour and say, we're not losing this time. We're gonna win this thing, and that's who I thought would come out on top for the Stanley Cup. Man, my only thing about Tampa is like they're always that team who just chokes in the playoffs, though. Like they, I don't know. Like I even had like I thought the Leafs had, like had a legit shot against them if it went like in the first round. Not granted, like, like that series could easily like go like five, but I think the Leafs did have a shot. But yeah, that's surprising. I thought. Like, mine, like, I honestly could have seen uh, St. Louis winning it again, or Boston. Like, I honestly could have seen, like, a, like a repeat of the Stanley Cup Finals. Kind of like Detroit and Pittsburgh uh, like, over 10 years, almost uh, 10 years ago now. Yeah, that would have been, that would be interesting for sure if Boston made it back. It's just, I thought for them, they're, they're pretty old right now. You know, Chara's 43. I just, I don't know for them if they'd have the legs to be able to get through another four rounds to win the Cup. Yeah, that's true. Did you have like a sleeper team or did you just think like Tampa outright? Like I thought mostly, you know, Tampa's going to win this thing or yeah. I mean, St. Louis too. I mean, they're in there, you know, Washington, they're always going to be tough. I mean, never count out Pittsburgh and Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. I mean, you, you can never count those two guys out. So yeah. I had Washington kind of as my sleeper actually, just because like Ovi's still tearing it up and he's like almost 40. <laughs> I have a sleeper, Colorado. Colorado. Colorado, oh, Colorado man. too. Yeah, they were playing really well. McKinnon was playing out of his mind. Yeah, uh, I, like, I want Edmonton to be well. good. Imagine an Edmonton and Calgary playoff series. Like I was so when uh, I was saying to Ryan like like a couple months ago, or not actually, I don't remember when this was. Probably like January. Um, when Colorado or not Colorado, when Calgary and Edmonton had the like when they had the Battle of Alberta, like when it was like peaked again, and they were just going at each other. Like that was some of the most entertaining hockey I've ever watched in my life. So like, I was almost like praying for a call for an Edmonton and Calgary playoff series. I think that would have been a ton of fun to watch, even as like a neutral. Regardless of what happens with the coronavirus situation, whether they pick up the season without fans or they don't play at all, yeah. Whether they play or don't play, we got robbed of a potential great first round series with those two. 
Oh, with uh, Edmonton and Calgary? Yeah. Yeah, there's even if they play without fans, that just won't hit the same. Calgary and Edmonton. Well, like, those fans genuinely do not like each other either. Like, that's another thing. Like, like I was reading a report. Like, not, like, like not to, like, the, like, the European, like, football, like, slash soccer level, but, like, they, like, they don't, like, neither of those teams and their fans like each other at all. So, yeah. Also, I was going to ask you guys, uh, like, if you think, like, first question, like, do you think we'll get to watch NHL hockey or NBA basketball? And if we do, when do you think that could happen? I'm on the fence oh. if it will happen. And yeah. I think if it does happen, it'll probably happen in July. That's yeah. thinking it back up. But I was just I actually was thinking about this earlier today. Um does it water if they do play, does it water down the champion? Right? Uh I don't know if it waters the champion down. I, I think like it would suck to win without fans though. Like I don't I would like water or actually okay, explain how like water down how? Like the importance okay, so let me, of it? Let me go through my thought process here, right? Yeah. The whole point of playoff basketball, playoff hockey, and you, you fight all year for home ice. You want your fans in your corner during the biggest games and the biggest moments. Like some of the best photos of all time. Like think about think about this from this perspective as Raptor fans being from the Toronto area. Take that game seven winning shot with Kawhi and remove all the fans in the building. Yeah. It, yeah, we're not the same. Sure. It's just not yeah. the same. It's just not the same. The, the emotion's not the same in the building. The players can't feed off the energy and this and that. So like, from that perspective, from the playing standpoint, it's weird and like that's going to be an adjustment. Some people may see it one way. Some people may see it another way. And then secondly, even if you do win, right? So say – we weren't at the, we we were at the parade last year for the Raptors. Yeah. We take away that parade, but the Raptors are still champions, and we don't get a parade. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, from that perspective, like that, from that perspective, that'll suck. Imagine winning a a Super Bowl, a Stanley Cup, an NBA Finals, and you don't get to go to a parade. There's no fans. You don't get to celebrate with the fans after you win. There's no Tuesday parade, Wednesday parade. From that perspective, I don't know if I even want sports to come back. If that's what I'm coming back to, I was actually I was just gonna say that. Like if uh, like if that's the case, I I don't know if I'd want it to come back either. Like I obviously want it to come back, but I think fans like like no offense to like, obviously to the athletes, but I think fans make sport what it is. You need both. You need both. That's what makes sports so great. You have this. You have the athletes. But the fans in attendance add to the greatness on the ice, on the court, on the field. Yeah. That's what the when you have greatness on the field with people cheering and going wild, having the time of their life, that just adds to the atmosphere. It adds to the aura of everything going on. Like a European soccer match isn't the same without crazy diehard fans in the stands. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like those, like. There's a lot of clubs like in like the lower tiers and like obscure places in Europe, right? They still like the stadiums are packed and like this team might be garbage, but like those fans love their team and like identify with their team so much. Like they like some people like quite literally like kill other people for like for their fandom, which is I, I don't condone at all and I think is absolutely stupid, but like it's yeah, like I don't know. I, I just think without fans it's almost not worth doing. Because I think I, I do understand how like we do need. We obviously do need both. We need the athletes and we need the fans. But I think fan. Like I think I don't know. I think atmosphere is what makes sports so great, though. Because like it's one thing just to like like imagine just going on YouTube, right? And like you see a guy like just like jump like like remember the the video of like uh, Tristan Worf's like jumping out of the pool, like that's an amazing athletic feat, right? But now like make that into like something competitive, and then you have people around like watching him maybe jump out of a pool against somebody else. Like, does that not make it 10 times better than just watching this guy, like, do something, like, incredibly athletic by himself? It does. And I'm going to throw this question at you, too. From this pers- – think about it from this perspective, if sports comes back. The Leafs win the Cup for the first time since the oh, 60s. don't do this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there's no one there to see and cheer the Leafs win and hoist the Cup. And then there's no one there for a parade. 
I'm not going to lie. They could not stop Leaf fans from flooding the streets if that happened. Think about how much that would suck. You've waited that long for that to happen. And then there's no fans in the stands. There's potentially no parade in the streets. That would suck. Yeah. And you know, and you know the jokes everybody would make. Oh, the Leafs needed a pandemic to win the cup, and it, like it wouldn't even feel like a normal like championship that you can cherish. Well, it's funny you mention that. So, Liverpool, like Liverpool uh, Football Club from England, they uh, so okay, like in, in England, like with England, like soccer slash football, like they don't like it's like the Super like the Super Bowl era. So they had like the English Championship and then a change to the Premier League, like they, like they had two different trophies. So, like, Liverpool, it was like the Eagles almost. Like, Liverpool has never won, like, the Premier League trophy, but they've won, like, English championships before. But so, like, this year, like, they're, like, they were, like, most likely going to, like, walk away with it, right? And now it's literally taken, like, and it's taken a pandemic, and they might not even, like, win their trophy. But that's why I saw a lot of people on, like, Twitter saying, like, it's even worth it. Like, these people have never seen them hoist the Premier League trophy. And now they're, like, about to, like, walk away with the league, and they, like, their fans can't even celebrate it. So, like, what's the point? Like, Why? I, like Sorry, I, want, I want it to come back. I'll just make this quick point. Yeah. I, I want sports to come back as much as anybody else. But if it was my team that won, I would hate to see it, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry, Jacob, what were you going to say? I think, it, I think it depends on the athlete that you're seeing or the athlete in the league itself. Because... There are some athletes who do really well when there are barely anyone in the stands. I mean, the Florida Panthers average one of the lowest attendances in the NHL. And there are people who go there who had been successful elsewhere, and they go there and they just they shit the bed. They suck. But then there are guys who come there and they flourish, where really they struggled elsewhere. You know, Maybe the bright lights are a bit too much. Maybe all the media, all the fans is too much for them. They go to Florida and they flourish. They'll... They'll increase their point total double, you know, they'll increase by 20 points. I mean, they'll dominate. So I think it just depends on the athlete. I think the coach as well, you know, I think it's just, it depends on the athlete itself. I have a question for you. Do you think like a team like that would benefit from playing without fans over, let's say a team like Boston, whose fans are absolutely wild? I think it would for sure. I think, you know, if you're in Florida or wherever i I think you're used to having, you know, no offense to Florida, not a lot of fans in the attendance. You know, you're not used to having that. You're not used to having to, you know, handle a loud crowd at home. You're not used to having to handle, you know, the loud fans. You, you're just used to, you know, playing hockey, sticking to it. I think for sure they could have an advantage. But I don't see it as, you know, it would be the difference between them, you know, dominating a team in the playoffs. I think it would be just kind of a minor advantage. Okay. Do you know who I think that benefits to Jacob's point? Who's that? The Leafs. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and, and here's why. And here's why I say this, right? There's no if if they come back. There's no media allowed in the locker room, so there's no media pressure because they can't be interviewed. There's, they're not up in your face. And then you see this team wilt a lot of the time under crowd noise either at home when the crowd starts to get anxious or on the road when the crowd starts to get loud in playoff series in the past, take the crowd out. There's no crowd, right? So mm-hmm. there's no distractions for these guys. It's not like these guys are, these guys are all in their twenties. So I imagine these guys go out at least a little bit. It just, it would be common sense for these guys to go out. They're millionaires. They're young. I can imagine they go out. You take out all distractions possible and it's just skill on skill. And I could see the young guys putting on a clinic potentially in the playoffs. Well, like it's funny you say that too, because like a lot of these guys who play minor hockey, like you're not used to playing in front of like tens of thousands of people. Like you're used to playing in front of like your parents, like the other team's parents, like an arena that maybe fits like fifty people. Like like Jacob Jacob and I know, like we time like we used to time keep hockey games for like I think two to three years and like there was like maybe like maybe like 20, 30 people in that rink at a time. And so, like, a lot of these, like, high-level athletes, even, like, even if you're, like, a really good basketball player, like, playing at a high school, right? Like how, like, how many people, like, could actually be in that arena watching you? 
maybe a hundred or so. Yeah. Like not a ton of people. So like, I guess my argument here kind of is like maybe a lot of these athletes might like, they might thrive with less people because that's what they could have been used to when they were younger. Like, I also do know like, like a lot of athletes thrive with like the crowd noise or like on the big stage. Like, like I haven't watched any of the Michael Jordan doc, but I, I'm sure like that was probably mentioned like during uh, like something the Michael Jordan doc, how he just thrives on the big stage. Yeah, it was mentioned for sure. Yeah. From a basketball perspective, I can see there's there's two teams, and they're both in the Eastern Conference, I can see thriving because of the no fans. Okay. And like one team from the West. I think the Lakers struggle really badly. I think fans. I think Philly could do well without fans. I don't know if you were going to say them, but I don't know. Okay, so let me let me go through my thought process here. Okay. LeBron has said on multiple occasions how he plays for the fans when the like when it starts to get more like excited. Like he's he's there for the big stage. He plays it up. He was a part of those Miami teams that would like showboat and be the high flying Miami Heat. And, like, this guy lives for the big moment. So I think he can struggle, especially at his age, to get up for a first-round, second-round, third-round playoff series. There's no people there. With no one there in the crowd. And I think the same thing would happen in Philly because Joel Embiid, he's another guy that plays for the crowd. He's pumping up the crowd during games. He's yelling, like, he isn't a killer on the court. He plays, he's talented. He could be if he had the mentality, but he doesn't. He has that, like, mentality. He goes, like, the crowd's going. If the crowd's going well, he's going well. If the crowd starts to be like, ah, okay, then he starts to be like, oh, okay. Like, he starts to waver with the crowd a bit. I think someone that will thrive is Giannis. Giannis and the Bucks. they got that mentality. They don't care who's in front of them why they're in front of them, they're going through you regardless. I think he can do well because he doesn't care about anything else but winning. I think LeBron cares about winning, but I think he cares about doing it with flash and dazzle and for the cameras. I don't think Giannis cares about that. And I know know Embiid definitely loves the cameras. So I think Milwaukee is a team to watch out for. And anybody with depth, your depth players, I think, become more important. Because when you have no one to help pump you up when you're starting to feel tired, getting fresh bodies rotating into a playoff game would be like really important. So teams like the Raptors or Boston can have an advantage in the postseason. My only uh like, the only reason why I said Philly like might actually like thrive from having no fans is I actually view Embiid differently as he like I view Embiid as a guy like I view him as soft, like super soft. Like there's that video of him crying after they lost, right? And when the I think it was, was it game six that the Raptors had to win in Philly, or was it game four? They basically had to win that one. Yeah, yeah. Which I forget which game was. Whichever one they had to win in Philly, I I remember like it sounded like the fans were turning like because like Philadelphia sports fans were like very hostile or hostile, and it sounded like they were turning on the Sixers like as soon as the Raptors like won that game. And, like, you could just – I just remember, like, you could see it, like, in the Sixers players' body language. Like, I think Embiid and Simmons are very, like, mentally weak individuals. Like, they don't have, like, the toughness to, like, stand up against fans like that. And so, like, I, I honestly think that they could – like, they'd thrive without those fans because, like I said, like, if, you, if you're if you losing in front of Philadelphia sports fans, like, you're going to know it and you're going to hear it. And it sucks. And, like, I don't think those two guys could handle it if they're losing a series and they might just go off, like, off the rails, right? The only reason I disagree with that is because if you look at them this season, at home, they're 29-2 and two at home. Oh, shit. Okay. And then they're 10-24 and 24 on the road. Wow. Okay. Wow. So they're terrible on the road. But at home, wow. they play up for the crowd, and they're almost unbeatable at home. Okay. Well, that's just my theory. It's, I guess it could be. It's probably wrong, but yeah, that's just a theory that. I yeah, that's just that, like that's my thought process. I just don't think Embiid has that killer mentality. I think he plays up to the crowd. See, I, I think, think you are. I think you are right though, because I think he is soft. But, you know, yeah. I think he needs shit to be going well for him to play dominantly. Yeah. And when it doesn't go his way, he doesn't fight through it like other great players can fight through adversity. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. 
I kind of want to mention one more team I think that could do all right, and that would be the Houston Rockets. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay. I mentioned them just because they're kind of in the same boat as a lot of these other teams. I mean, they always come up short in the playoffs. They always lose to Golden State. They always lost to them for those five years, and now they're not there. Now they don't have to hear. They wouldn't have to hear from the crowd. They wouldn't have to hear from the media all the time, you know. They can do their thing and try and overcome what's been, you know, nipping at them all these years. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I was going to ask you where you're going with that, but yeah, I like that. Yeah, I feel like they could. It actually might be able to help, like all these like borderline like great teams. Eh? Hmm. Even, hmm, that's interesting. Even like a Miami or somebody like that. Well, actually, no. I think Miami probably plays to the crowd actually as well. But yeah, Jimmy helps. The Clippers out west. I think the Clippers would come out of the west if, if they resume play. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. That's probably true. All you hear from them is they have they have dogs. You hear when you hear Stephen A. Smith and all these other people, like they just have guys that get after it. And I think for a postseason without fans, those are guys that don't like the media anyways. They don't want to do interviews. They just want to play ball. I think that's a team that could hit the ground running. If play resumed, well, also like if they imagine like they're playing the Lakers in a conference championship uh, series, like like what do you think or like who do you think dominates like that venue? It's going to be Laker fans. Like it's gonna, like that venue is probably like the Staples Center is going to be dominated by Laker fans if that's a a championship or a conference championship series, right? That's so. a good point too. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Jacob, do you want to touch on any like, anything baseball that you were looking forward to that we can't really watch now? Or Yeah, sure. I mean, for the Blue Jays, I was looking forward to see all the young guys, you know, yeah. Vlad Jr., Bo, Kevin Biggio, Nate Pearson when he eventually would come up to start. Um, I'd want to see, you know, the three-position players, see how they've improved over the last year, you know, mostly Vlad Jr. because last year it was basically a thing where we've, anointed him you know a god almost how he's going to be this amazing hitter and he had a pretty good season hitting wise but he just wasn't at you know that elite level where we're looking and going wow he's one of the best hitters in the majors but it would have been interesting to see you know how he was going to do it i actually i have have an interesting take for you guys i don't know if you agree with me um I can see Bull Bichette taking over Vladdy as like the guy in Toronto. Like it's to me, it seems like Jays fans like Bull Bichette more, and Bull Bichette I think impressed Jays fans more last year than Vladdy did, probably because of like what Jays fans thought Vladdy could do, and I don't personally think he delivered last year what they thought he could do. Just curious about your guys' thoughts on that. I kind of agree with your point. I kind of I, I do agree with your point. I think yeah, it's probably more marketable in Toronto and he hit the ground running the way that everybody thought Vlad would. And Vlad kind of struggled. I think he I think he was hitting around 250 for the majority of last season. I think he hovered around 247 to 253 if I'm not mistaken last year. And then uh both for a long portion of when he came up was hitting well over 300. So if he can keep that up, I can definitely see Bo becoming the guy in Toronto. Okay. I think also what helps Bo, what Ryan, you were saying, he is more marketable mostly just because I think he can, he speaks English really well. You know, Vlad Jr. is kind of more of a quiet guy compared to Bo. Bo seems to be more outgoing. I think he did that thing for Sportsnet at Christmas time where he was with the it's like really bouncy. I don't know, Ryan, did you hear that as well, or is it just me? No, he was breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, I'll say uh, it. talking again. Is this yeah. better? Yeah, it's better. So, like, what I was saying with Bo is he speaks English. So, I mean, just, just in North America itself, you know, he'd be a bit more marketable just because, just because mostly, you know, you can market him more. He was on that thing with Surge and... Paul Bissonnette and Bianca, you know, he was on that thing at Christmas time. You know, he seems a bit more open. You know, he's doing the MLB, the show. He's representing the Blue Jays that way. 
Vlad's kind of more of a quiet guy. You know, he'll go about his business. He'll do his thing, which is which is really good. Don't get me wrong. I think that's great. But yeah, Ryan, you are right. I think uh, Bo is a bit more marketable than Vlad is for sure. Yeah, sorry, but your audio is still like really choppy there. I might have. I don't. I don't know if I'll cut that, but I might have to cut it. I was just giving you a heads up ahead of time because it's yeah, no really choppy. But um, uh, yeah. So like, I don't know if you guys can hear what Jacob's saying, but they're saying or he was saying how like Bo is more marketable in like a bunch of different areas, and he doesn't think Vladdy could be necessarily that guy because he's quieter and doesn't really speak English. And uh, um, all right, boys. Well, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about, or should we wrap her up? As of right now, um, I'm pretty good. Like we can in the future, we can do like more fun stuff like the quiz. Yeah, like, we can talk about because like this year, like 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 twenty percent of the NFL changed uniforms. Like we can talk about oh yeah like, uniform changes, like anything that is just small fun stuff to talk about because there's not a yeah. ton of stuff to talk about right now. So anything that potentially is fun to us that we can create like an hour podcast or like even just a half an hour anything that we can give to you guys yeah we'll try and, to do. uh we'll we'll like i think like ryan and i will try to come up with some like socials for the podcast probably in the next couple days as well um because like ryan just lost his instagram account so he's trying to figure that out and then i've just been lazy so i haven't done it but yeah my instagram um, got hacked and now i can't yeah get back on it because i'm locked yeah. out yeah, so like we'll probably we'll probably make an Instagram account. Um, we'll make a Twitter account definitely. Um, we'll probably make a Facebook page, um, and you'll be able to find like once we do it. So like we'll probably we'll do it before our next podcast. So we're probably going to record our next podcast within the next couple of days, and uh, Ryan and I are going to talk about uh, we'll probably talk about twenty twenty one NFL draft prospects and like the names that you should look out for watching college football next year. Um, I'm like, I, we should, we're going to touch on some, maybe some more basketball. We'll talk about like the NBA draft. Um, cause there's nothing really else to talk about with the NBA right now, besides Draymond Green, just putting everybody on blast for no reason. Yeah, Have you what seen is he that? doing, bro? I don't know. I don't know who's giving him an outlet though, but it's really pissing me off. Like he's just it's like out here, like saying wild stuff. I wish I could be the fourth best guy at anything and a single organization and just talk the most. Yeah, like, it's one thing if, like, Steph Curry or, like, Clay Thompson were saying that, but, bro, it's literally, like, the fourth best best player on the team. You saw – okay, and you know what's funny? You see what he's like? And I, I saw that Charles Barkley went back at um, Draymond, and I was thinking about this, and this is the perfect time. I'm glad you reminded me of this. And I was thinking about this. I was, I was on my phone. I read that Barkley responded to Draymond. Imagine if Charles Barkley was the fourth best player on his team. How many championships do you think he's won? As many as he went, or as many as he went to. Like, he wouldn't lose one. He would barely lose. Like, he, if he was the fourth best player on his team, like, he would have, like, 10 plus rings. Like, that's how good he was. Barkley was, like, one of, if not the best power forward in the NBA for, like, pretty much throughout his tenure in the league. Because he was on, he had, he was on contenders as the best guy in the league. Yeah, and then you see Draymond out here as the guy on his team because KD left, Steph and Clay are hurt, and his team is the worst team in the league. Have you seen his stats as well? He's averaging like eight points a game. Yeah, Draymond is just a defensive stopper. Yeah, and a guy that all like all he does is play defense talks a whole lot. Yeah, I think a lot of these NBA guys are like that, though. Like, there's nothing else going on. Like, somebody gave him an outlet. A lot of these guys just have loud mouths, so they just sound off on, like, anything they're allowed to talk about, basically. Like, I saw him, like, saying, like, the Raptors would have gotten swept if Durant was healthy, which is not true. Like, you can ask, like, a lot of basketball people that. Like, the Raptors might have lost that series, but they would not have gotten swept. And, like, he's just, like, saying all the, like, this outlandish stuff. And, like, Draymond's also the same guy who put Durant on blast last season. Like and I, now hate, I hate that what if scenario because I we can go if we want to go down that rabbit hole. We can if, and just in this city alone, what happens if the Leafs don't blow up in the third period of 2013? They probably don't yeah. get off to Matthews because yeah. they're in the second round of 2013, so they probably don't need to tank during the 2015 season because they probably don't blow it up. So if we want to go down to look like, the what if if like a lottery ball bounces here. They don't get this certain player. Like, this team doesn't get this player. That team doesn't get this player. It happened. 
the like the Raptors are champions for a reason. Yeah. 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 Anyways, what yeah. If, so that will. Yeah. Yeah. The what ifs in sports are always, and like I understand, like we're all like sitting at home during this pandemic, and there's nothing else to talk about. But like I don't know. Like I miss sports as much as anybody else, but like I have found ways to keep myself busy without like sitting in front of my TV, like needing to watch. Oh man, what are what's what's Stephen A. And Max saying this morning about like what ifs in the NBA? Like no, I don't care. What ifs are so stupid? I like it's a it's the good old uh, Michael Jordan LeBron debate. I don't care man, about. These. I don't man like that. That's like we talked about this off air. That is one of the reasons why I haven't watched the documentary yet. I don't care. I like I think LeBron is one of the greatest athletes I've ever watched in my life. I don't think Michael Jordan is near the level of athlete LeBron is, or like near the level of basketball player LeBron is. So I'm not going to watch that documentary. It's going to put on blast by a bunch of different people. Like was Michael Jordan a killer, and did he like he okay like he never lost the championship? Like cool, I understand that. Like Michael Jordan's probably the goat, but LeBron's the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. If yeah. that makes sense. There's no context to these arguments anymore, no. like at all. It's like oh he's got six rings, oh he's got three rings. The guy's got six, so he's better. If you're going by that logic, people in the NBA have more than that. Doesn't Kareem have like like some stupid amount of rings, like, or somebody from like those Lakers teams and and the uh, back in the day? Yeah, someone. I think it's Wilt. I think he has eleven. Oh, Wilt. Yeah, Wilt's the one I was thinking about. You got Bill Russell oh, too. I mean, for Boston, he won a billion. Oh yeah, he should I be think like Bill Russell has eleven rings. Hold on, I'm gonna fact check this, but I think he has like eleven rings or something like that. Michael Jordan is tied for 10th. With rings? Yeah, with six. But if you're, if you're going to go use the ring argument, then Bill Russell is the best player with 11. But no one, no one wants to yeah, do that. Everybody's just a little biased when it, comes to, when it comes to Michael. Like, Michael was great. But he also had Scottie Pippen, and then people consider Scottie to be, at his peak, a top three to five basketball player in the league. So if Michael's the best, and then you have the somewhere between the third and fifth best player on your roster, of course you're going to win championships. Man, do you want to hear a, uh, a funny argument that I saw on Twitter the other day? Um, so this guy, like this other podcast I watch, uh, he's like a big... He's like a big Michael Jordan, like boomer. I, I just go like all these Michael Jordan fans. I call them boomers, even if they're like thirty, because like you sound like a boomer when you're arguing about this guy. But uh, so he was uh, he was arguing that it's okay. Like the argument was like like Michael Jordan played with like Hall of Famers, right? And so everybody's like, oh, but like Le- like LeBron's played with bums, which I kind of are not bums, but like they basically like the caliber of talent LeBron has played with isn't nearly the same as Michael Jordan, right? And that's the argument. And this guy was arguing that Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving are Hall of Famers or like borderline Hall of Famers. And that was his. I can see Kyrie. Man, I don't even know about Kyrie. Like, he probably will get it, but like, are we really comparing Kyrie and Kevin Love to Scottie Pippen and like probably Dennis Rodman? Like, no, they're not on the same level. No, like, that's the thing. That's why I don't get about these like MJ boomers, bro. Like, they just, I don't know. Everybody's just biased, though, because, like, that's who they grew up watching. LeBron is who we've grown up watching. Like, it's just – it's like me, like, telling you your, like, music taste sucks. Like, I can't say that to you. It's subjective. What you like is what you like. Like, I like I personally think LeBron is a better basketball player, but – and, like, other people will say Jordan. Okay, cool. Like, now what? Are we just going to keep yelling at each other? Like, yelling stats at each other until somebody just stops? Like, Yeah, the only thing that really matters is championships. I'm not going to have the debate of who's better because it, it's a team sport. Like, if you like LeBron, you only got to celebrate three championships. And if you like Michael, you got to celebrate six. So from that perspective, then Michael obviously had technically more career success. But he's also on better teams that won three more championships. Well, like I could also make the argument that, like the talent that Michael was playing, like isn't up to par with the talent like LeBron's been playing either. Like LeBron, who came back down, what was it down three one against the Warriors, and the Warriors are a Hall of Fame. Like like that team has four Hall of Famers on it, or at least three. So. I kind of do want to say something from the Jordan documentary. So 
I've yeah. watched every episode so far and they talk do you guys know much about the Bulls and you know who they lost to all the time? Uh was that the Pistons? Yeah, they lost the to the Pistons? Pistons like three times in a row. And after the third time, they basically said Michael Jordan for the first time went to the gym and worked out. Like he never worked out really at all until he lost the third time to the Detroit Pistons. So I mean that right there, you know, that nowadays every single NBA player most likely is working out. They're you know, they're not. I'm sorry. So, so yeah. basically, like everybody's working out now and they didn't used to work out as much back in the day. Like, is that what you're saying? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Like, I might, yeah. again, I might have to cut that because, yeah. like, I don't, like, it was really, I don't know why it's been so choppy the last, like, 10, 15 minutes, but yeah. Yeah. So that's a good point as well, too. Like, guys, like, obviously back in the day were working out, but, I think like athletes now, like you can't compare like athletes from back in the day to athletes now. Like even just look at like you can go back to like the NFL, like any any like major sports league, right? Like, just look how differently these guys are built. Like everybody's better now. I wouldn't say better. Everybody's more athletic now, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, they have better knowledge of nutrition and better knowledge of like how to work out. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the podcast for today. Yeah, that's true. We can we can go on these little rants like this. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. So yeah, like I said, like we'll probably be back in the next, I'd say, two to three days. Um, like we'll do our, uh, like I said, we'll do our twenty twenty one prospect list. Uh, Ryan and I have been doing some research on that already. Um, I want to thank Jacob for being our quiz master and uh, hanging out with us. And I wish his mic wasn't bugging out because I think he was making some really good points that I wish you guys could have heard. Um, But yeah, so thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in the next couple of days. Thank you.